Hello, hello, and welcome to the Big Planet Comics Podcast, episode 139. Coming to you live from the Big Planet Comics headquarters. Studios. Studios. At our headquarters. In uh, one of the stores. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I'm Nick. I'm Kelly. I'm Jared. Uh, Yeah, and we're here to talk about comics, comic-related things. Podcasts. Possibly Gem. Should we talk about Gem? We should talk about Gem. Uh, The trailer? And the outrage. Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe. Let's just uh, talk we'll about see. Josie and the Pussycats instead. <laughs> that's oh, true. That's the better sure. gem. So good. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say that trailer was all. Um, <laughs> uh, so. The only good thing about that trailer is I've been telling a lot of people about the comic book. And oh, the comic book's great. They're all yes. very excited. Yeah, <laughs> if you're disappointed in the Gemini Holograms movie trailer, you should read the Gemini Holograms comic. Yeah. Which is only on issue two still. Yes, it yeah. is. And it's great. It's so fantastic. So the real question I have for you guys is, what are you going to watch first this weekend? Mad Max? Or Pitch Perfect too. I'm actually. Oh. I would have said Pitch Perfect, oh. but th- well, but the come react- on, this the, is me. Come on, Pitch I know, Perfect I know what I'm saying, but the reaction to Mad Max is going to make you. Well, no, see it, it just it just happened to to work out that uh, the scheduling in terms of friends. So I'm no. seeing Mad Max. To, or I'm seeing Mad Max first, and then <clears throat> Pitch Perfect too. But yeah, I don't know which one's going to happen first. We'll see. It depends on various factors. I will say that I was not super interested in seeing Mad Max, or I was kind of on the fence about it until the men's rights activists got really that's mad, what and that's wondering. what pushed me yeah. over the edge. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Charlize <laughs> Theron is basically the main character, from what I hear. That's yes. awesome. Um, yeah, and it's all about. Um, yeah, like from what I hear, it's about like women being kind of enslaved and kind of uh, uh, having an uprising. I, I it's, am. It sounds great. All about it. Um, but yeah, you, I, it you... depends on my fiance, really. <laughs> <laughs> if it, if I, oh, I if I don't tell her, I don't think she knows that Pitch Perfect Two is out yet. Oh boy! If I don't tell her, maybe we'll go see Mad Max first. But then no. they might get in trouble. No, but then I would I would uh, I don't care. I would I would want to see both equally. Right. So uh, I'm down either way. Cannot wait for Pitch Perfect. Yeah, I'm down so either way. Um, so yeah, uh, what have you guys been up to this week, though? Before <coughs> we can talk about next week, we can talk about which movies we saw <laughs> uh, first. Jerry, what have you been doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Uh, recuperating from TCAF. Pretty, Pretty much. much. Um, oh, I got a funny story about that. So the book that came out last week, uh, Exquisite Corpse. No, the the uh, Girl's Guide to Being Awesome. What's that book called? Oh, Fan Girl's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes, yeah. Fine Girl's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> uh. I didn't realize was going to come out the week after TCAF. I thought it was like, for some reason, we ordered it re- very recently. I thought it was going to come out like in two months or something. Um, but uh, I met the artist of it, the illustrator. Oh, cool. uh, she was at TCAF. She's uh, from Newfoundland. Newfoundland. I said Newfoundland. You did. You're I wrong. S- no, but uh, I said Newfoundland. I think she said Newfoundland. Oh, maybe I could I be am. wrong too. But yeah, uh, she had a very. I said Newfoundland. <laughs> she had a very funny Canadian accent. Yeah, it's a very distinctive accent she definitely said some newfie jokes which she didn't want to talk about but yeah she's really <laughs> cool so hey kelly uh good That's job cool. on that book and hey it's out so good well job there. also the the woman who wrote it is yes yeah, sam uh interviewing kevin and paulina for the mary sue like kevin oh, really? read that book and was like oh wait i just emailed this woman this morning oh that's <laughs> awesome yeah good for them i would say i'm still i'm still sick um still <laughs> still coughing you three sound weeks terrible. Uh, it's the, it'll be two weeks tomorrow um no we're finally good. getting over it that no mostly good. just a lingering cough now uh but yeah it was fun being sick for two weeks <laughs> uh but i will say i'm getting so much needed rest yeah in the next couple of days good plan possibly going to the beach oh that's cool what yeah. beach uh, i think we're hobeth oh okay one of the closer ones going north yeah it's a, well yeah 
They're all kind of on the same. Yeah, about the same distance. Same distance, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Rehoboth is nice. Cool. Um, yeah, I haven't been up to anything else. All right. <laughs> Just being sick. Recuperating and beaching. I need to catch up on a lot of TV shows. Yeah. yeah. I haven't watched anything. going down. Yeah, so like my one of my favorite TV shows is this Australian crime show called Miss Fish, Miss oh. Fisher's Murder Mysteries. Nice. Oh, yeah. Is that like Miss Marple? I uh, I mean, I guess. I mean, it's a woman <laughs> who solves crime, but she's she's amazing. Is she proper? It takes no. Oh, okay. She so it's is opposite not. It is it is like the most sex positive show you can imagine. It takes place <laughs> in the 1920s in Melbourne. Um the third season has started airing in Australia and you know episodes are like finding their way right. onto my laptop <laughs> the way they do. Um but yeah, I am I have a history of interest in decorative arts i went to grad school for decorative arts and um the uh one of the best things about the show is the like design and the decor and i just get really excited about it and i was really frustrated <laughs> that nobody nobody was writing about it or talking about it nice. and so i decided i would start a blog devoted specifically oh, <laughs> to wow. the interiors on this show and like literally i've been going to the library and like reading books about like modernist rug design and that it's, is incredible it's oh. fantastic i'm having so much it's fun very, very specific thing <laughs> it's very specific but i don't know i just i that's like the main thing i miss about grad school is like doing research Search. <laughs> so yeah that is the last thing i miss about any school this is yeah, like no thanks maybe the nerdiest thing i've said on this comic <laughs> podcast about comics yeah, <laughs> almost as bad as that time i talked about my quilting fascination i uh, missed that and yeah. now i'm mad that never happened now it has i like quilts it? though they're warm <laughs> Uh, they got, they've good. got character. Good job, Nick. <laughs> have you gone to the textile museum here in Washington? No, DC? I should. You should. They have quilts. They, I, I mean, yes. <laughs> no quilts. <laughs> they absolutely do. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, that's all we've been up to. Now let's see what the rest of the world's been up to and uh, talk about some news. news. <laughs> all right. This just in. Identity of Thor has been revealed. The what? <laughs> the identity of Thor has been revealed. It was revealed uh, by CNN or was it New York Times or something? They were definitely yeah. talking about it the day before the, week, the issue the day before came, it came out. Which is kind yeah. of <laughs> crappy for people reading the So spoilers, the comics. guys. We're gonna, if you have not read the new issue of Thor, you haven't watched CNN okay, or whatever. Skip ahead like three minutes. We're going to tell you now we'll talk about thor yeah who she is so thor is jane foster she and is. i predicted that before the comic even came out yeah we we pretty much all called that and not me i was like it's jane sure foster. didn't yeah and i was pretty know. sure following the rules of mystery novels yeah. and such I, as it went along i was like well for one thing the character has to be somebody that's already appeared yes so that True. definitely crossed off a lot of people and i was like but once they said that it couldn't be Jane Foster, Nick was like, it's Jane Foster! Yeah, and once, <laughs> once they showed Jane Foster sick in bed, and she's like, oh, it couldn't possibly be Thor. And I was like, nah, she's definitely Thor. But she's also uh, a character who is known to people who have only watched the movie. Yeah. So yep. if you just jumped in on the Thor you know, bandwagon just <coughs> now, you know, it's like not someone who's totally unknown to you, even though the characters are technically different. People. And I, and I will say the, um, friend. That would have been awesome. I will say the problem with people knowing this beforehand, besides like ruining the reveal... Um, which is actually the last page of the comic. And it's really good. Um, yeah. Is also it ruins some of the other funny moments in the comic. There's a, there's a part where uh, Thor is like convinced it's Roz. 
He's like, oh, that whole scene is. He so talks about good. how to, about how like just tell me you're Roz. I know you're Roz. Like blah blah blah. Cross off everybody else off my list. Yep. And then Roz shows up in a flying shield. There's shield like a car. solid five panels of Thor just like with his jaw hanging yeah. open, like, which Ro- is he, amazing. He just keeps saying Roz. Solomon? <laughs> Uh, it's great. Yeah, and uh, I did. I actually thought the opposite of what the um thing at the end was. So basically, Jane is is getting worse because of the yes. turning into Thor. Because when she turns back to human, it makes her like much worse. Yeah. Um, and I actually thought that the th- the turning into Thor would be curing her somehow. <coughs> but that does not appear to be the Might case. Be yeah, the power of the gods. I will say that they not took for mortals that they did a really good job of. Re- revealing her identity and mm. but also so like getting rid of one mystery and substituting of an equally compelling mystery yeah. in its place there's still the mystery of like how she became thor and there's right, also and why she's choosing <coughs> to do this right and there's also the mystery of uh why thor is uh, the other old thor is unworthy yes uh, which, yeah. he which he almost he, almost said he almost said he's like i'll tell you right now and, <laughs> and then, then ross showed up and then ross solomon <laughs> flies in there and there's, which is really funny um was, I, lo- I love. I also like the, love the explanation of Roz. Like <coughs> in the, the entire like first three issues of Thor, Roz Solomon was somewhere in that facility trapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you just screwed me over. Uh, it was much like the end of uh, Age of Ultron, where Captain America's like Avengers, uh, and then it cuts yeah. off. I was like, no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so close. Um, but yeah, um, that's a pretty crazy thing that's to happen. the big thing i mean honestly thor is a really good book jason aaron is yeah. doing a fantastic Let's job with it russell dodderman is doing it's just a it's, it's a, a solid um i will say this solid. was the last issue oh well uh, before that at least for, for a while the, until whatever happens after secret wars which well, thor's is somebody accidentally tweeted that there's a bunch of like relaunching uh reboots slash relaunch happening right after which obviously people knew right who was it? i forget who was Kelsey to Connick. It was, it was some She's some writer of of, of one of the books, and and they were like, oh yeah, you know, after that we're you know going to have new number ones or whatever. And they're like, oh, take that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, which first she said reboot, and then she's like, no, it's not a reboot. Um, I, th- I thought it was her, maybe not. Um, but yeah. Anyway, so in other news, uh, we uh heard today that uh, uh their X Men movies are getting a spinoff, a new mutants movie. Um. And it's going to be directed by Josh Boone of uh, The Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, the sad teen movie guy. Uh, but I guess this could be a sad teen movie, right? Uh, they're all Yay. like... T- but also, it's kind of weird because if it's a spinoff of the X-Men stuff, they're already all teens, right? Because <laughs> it's like... Not as cause much. Because the current X-Men are like the first class. So they're all like very young. Yeah. And all right. the photos that we've seen so far from this, the, the <coughs> film that they're current doing, like they look like the yeah, 90s. Like young Cyclops. Yeah. Young X-Men girl, Jubilee. X-Men and, That's true. And young Jean Grey. Jean Grey. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what I guess this will just be new young teens. New uh, young teen <laughs> X-Men movie. <laughs> but not the, the new new mutants. But not the young X-Men, but the new mutant X-Men. But uh, so I'm excited about this only because uh, I love New Mutants back in the day. Um, that was one of my favorites with the, all the Sienkiewicz art and stuff. It was really fun. When when was that? When were those coming uh, out? Pl- late 80s, I would say. Okay. Mid to late 80s. Yeah. Uh, into the 90s at some point, probably. Um, yeah, the team is great. It's like uh, Warlock. I don't know if they're going to use any of these characters, right. but that original New Mutants is like Warlock, Cannibal. Doug Ramsey, um, Danny Moonstar, right. who's great. Um, was Cannonball? Yeah, Cannonball was one of them. And... <coughs> 
Was Boom Boom one of the original New Mutants? I don't remember. I think she was. And and one of the wolf characters, right? Yeah, a werewolf of some sort. Uh, Not wolf. Wolf It was Wolf's Bane or Feral? No, it was Wolf's Bane. A werewolf of some sort. My favorite X-Men. A female werewolf. (laughs) So we'll have at least least two female character superheroes in that movie. And in that book, I guess Danny Moonstar was kind of the lead. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. Have a Native American female superhero. That'll be a, definitely a first. <laughs> That's it true. It would be um, a, an incredibly awesome thing. And I would, yeah, I, I imagine they would do it. Um, they should get uh, that. Oh, she's too old, but there's a Native American actress named something Moon Moon Blood or something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's great. Um, she was in some, some crappy shows. Uh, but, you um, clearly know <laughs> a great deal about her. Yeah. I her remember name. her because she's in every like crappy show that I kind of liked. <laughs> um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like she was in I don't know, one of those like sci-fi shows that came out after yeah. Lost that wasn't very good. Um, yeah, so, so that's, that's our it. news. Uh, next up, we got questions. A a question with a question. A question. Mark? All right. Well, our first and only question this week is from Pat. Uh, Pat says, now that the weather is nice again, it actually was very nice today. Um, it was a little cold. It was cold. Um, I didn't bring a jacket with me, so it was a little cold. Um, he said, I find it nice to read a stack of comics outside on the table in the front yard of our apartment building. I did that today outside of the store. <laughs> um, where is your favorite place to read comics? Um, <coughs> I know some people have actually been doing it out in parks. Now that the weather's starting to warm up a little, which I always think is a plus. It's nice, except um, when it's windy. Oh yeah, that one is terrible. But like, I, th- I think it's kind of cool to read some comics in a public place, like riding on the metro or whatever. Yeah, I read uh, um, some comics in the metro this week. Yep. Um, I think sitting on a porch is also a good one. Yeah. Uh, these are all mm-hmm. great spring. The choices. DMV is yeah. a good one. The DMV is also I've it makes it pass lot by a lot faster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but for me, it's usually lounging on my bed. Yeah. Stacks me of too. comics everywhere. Uh yeah, I do the lounge bed. I will read comic if it's if they're comic books I own. Obviously, I'll I'll read them in the bath. And once oh it gets, really? Oh yeah. Oh no, so risky. I am. <laughs> what, I, what about like humidity? I am like... so, so such a huge fan <clears throat> of bubble baths that I like. I don't worry about dropping anything. I'm very good at. <laughs> I'm I very good at. Do you have one of those like book stands nope. that goes across? Oh, nope. I have. That's great. I will say I have done that once. Um, it so turned out all right. Took a bath. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do that <laughs> while we reading have... a comic. We yeah. have um, that does sound awesome. I've got a nice little like patio behind my house where we have sort of chase lounges, and nope. I'll sit sit up out there in the sun and and read. So I like to will even take comics to the pool with me once Man. it gets really nice. Are you like swimming or just like <laughs> swimming in the pool reading? She's, well, she's I mean, quite I, confident I don't like I don't like you doing know. a backstroke while reading comics. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why hold, not? Hold one up. Um, I, I I stand on the diving board and I, <laughs> I read, and then I like throw it behind me and I do a dive, and yeah, then I come all the back. kids get angry. It's like yeah. hurry up. No, it's. A, I mean, it's a cool thing, when, especially when you're in sort of a public place where people are lounging around. You yeah. get yeah. people who are like, "Hey, what is that thing?" And I'll be that? like, "Hey, I work in this cool it's place." It's a comic book. <laughs> <laughs> Got yeah, pictures uh, and words. <laughs> I almost always read it laying down. Um, usually, I have my head leaning on my arm, uh, like my head is resting on my hand. Oh boy, right? that's risky. And then my get arm gets numb. Yep, uh, yep, it's tricky. You <laughs> and I switch to the other side. Have a good position. <laughs> Uh, but my favorite place is probably the bathroom. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. That's, a, that's where I do a lot of reading. It's it's uh, like a, a class, lot of thinking. A classic spot for for comics reading. Yeah. But too many people, I feel, are, are too protective of comics. Yeah, so I'll read it in the shower to do that. <laughs> no, I'm just go. kidding. I definitely the shower. You, <laughs> you bag it right. No one one page. No, by the time. time I get out, I have to throw it away. <laughs> 
I definitely have been uh, giving my brother more and more comics while oh, yeah. I've been working here because he, I mean, he likes them, but he is in- insanely busy. And yeah. he came to visit a couple weeks ago and he came by the store and I was recommending him stuff and giving him stuff. And he's like, just so you know, you are providing me with bathroom reading. Like none of these leave the bathroom. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? That's okay. I'm okay with that. Well, the thing was with the That's bathroom good. is like... <laughs> You're, you're so focused on it. Like, there's nothing else to distract you. It's true. Yeah. You're just in a, a bathroom. You know, there's, no, there's nothing around you. There's no TVs, no internet, unless you have your phone with you. But And you've essentially trapped yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're, tra- you're kind of you're forced. <laughs> you've got to finish That's this thing. all you can do is just read this comic. <laughs> Man, I bet <laughs> you guys were not expecting how detailed we would go into this. question series <laughs> But I do like reading outside. It's a little yeah. hard sometimes because... Now with the glossy pages, if it's sunny, it's oh, a little hard true. to read. Um, that's a problem. And when it's windy, it's kind of annoying. I like that this <laughs> is, I'm the kind of person who like, I'll read a panel, it'll make me laugh and I'll take a picture and text it to my friends. Oh, yeah. When you're outside, you don't get, you, you get it, the lighting is so nice. <laughs> when you're reading it, when you're true. reading them inside, there's always like a glare or like a shadow it's or like too the dark lamp. And, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I also like to read without holding the comic. Like so having it on like, something. You like mentally your, your hover powers, it in front of you. Yeah. No, like resting on my legs or like This is on how a we try out for X-Men and they're just like not good enough. <laughs> yeah. I definitely last night was reading was reading a comic lying on my back and holding it over my head. Which, I've done that. Which is <laughs> I've done that too. it's not oh. it's not something you can do for a very long time. Nope. <laughs> I've, I've got it. Over the winter. Your arms start hurting. <laughs> yes. Uh, over the winter or maybe last fall when all the storms were coming through, we lost power for like eight hours in DC. How many comics did you read by candlelight? No, I used a flashlight and it was so cool. Oh, were you cool. under bed sheets? I, I did get that would have been bed. amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, I wasn't under the bed sheets, but I was in bed reading with it and it, it was so like so much focus because like everything was out. your mom like go to bed <laughs> maybe that's why that's why i use the flashlight it was awesome. but yeah it was, it was uh, actually really cool so but yeah it's uh that was a really long we have discussion about reading comics and bathrooms and stuff <laughs> this was do. a comprehensive answer <laughs> yeah, to the your most question. comprehensive podcast on the internet yes yeah. and if you have any more questions or comments just uh send us an email at uh big planet comics Podcast yep. of Planet, bleh, bleh, no, podcast podcast. Planet Comics, or on Facebook, or on Twitter, or Tumblr, whatever you or, get in person. Yep. But cool. Thanks, Pat. That was Carrier pigeons, question. like we said before. Yeah. Um, you use any animal, really. No. If you could send us a dog, that'd be cool. Any animal. If you want to really get the question on the podcast, attach it to a really cute dog and send it to the Vienna location. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Kelly would. <laughs> It would, it would probably keep the dog. Yeah, yeah you would yeah. never she see would it She would definitely again. remember the question. That would be terrible because <laughs> Kelly would still be playing with the dog and would miss the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Forever. Uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's it for questions. And uh, now we have some reviews. Reviews. We love comics. They're swell. Except when they're written by Scott Lobdell. I prefer important books like Louis Riel. It's time for reviews. All right. First up today, we have Hero County number one. By Colin Bunn and Tyler Crook. Wait, wait. Written by who? Huh? Written by Colin Bunn, bro. Colin Bunn? Is that guy good? Kelly? Oh, uh, <laughs> Kelly loves <laughs> well, her some he Colin Well, he writes a comic that I love a lot. Kevin? Your I will favorite say, comic? He does write my favorite comic. I will <laughs> say um, I have never read anything else by him that I have liked until, really, until this one. So this, interestingly enough, I believe, was a story that he wrote before he ever got into comics. Oh, really? Which no. was the most interesting thing to me about it. Um, You're saying comics has ruined him? No, I'm saying <laughs> that it, I don't know, it captures a different point in his life. Um, so anyways, Harrow County is about, a, <clears throat> I guess, a, does it say where it takes place? I don't think it does. It's in Harrow County. In Harrow County. County. Okay, thank you. I'm going to say Pennsylvania. 
Sure. Okay. I was thinking Kentucky, somewhere, but it's Pennsylvania, Virginia. Oh, could be. Anyways, uh, it starts out with this this group of townspeople um, who uh, decide to kill a woman who they suspect of being a witch, and she's she's definitely a witch. Yeah, she's for sure a witch, but they they're not sure whether she is. Benevolent or not? That's true. And so they err on the side of killing and kill her. Lift with hanger and set her on fire. She could be a good witch. They definitely Let's go the full Rasputin on her. Well, the good thing is that uh, they were right. Yeah, and she curses the county. So from there, it picks up. You know, however many years later, with eighteen, eighteen years later, maybe with maybe eighteen and nine months. This. With this girl who whose name I have forgotten. It's Teddy. Is her name Teddy? Uh, did I'll I just say make that up? Maybe. No, Emmy. Emmy. Okay. Why did I say Teddy? I don't know. You know, Teddy's a good name for a girl. <laughs> so she is she's having weird dreams and she mysteriously is able to heal a, a very sick calf. And so there's all this stuff happening and it's just her and her father on this farm. And you can tell her father sort of suspects something, but doesn't want to think about it. Yeah. And, you know, and you, you get the scene with other townspeople coming by who are sort of like dropping hints. I'm like, is, is she a witch? Yeah. Is she a witch? Um, so, yeah, that's sort of where it starts. And it ends with um, a very uh, creepy thing that happens that I'm not going to tell you about. But uh, the art in this, Tyler Crook's art is, Tyler Cook is great. fantastic. Yeah, so he was drawing um... beautiful watercolor stuff. He drew Bad Blood oh, a little man. while back, yeah. and that was really good. That was also good. Uh, he actually drew an issue of, I think, Abe Sapien this week or something yeah. like oh, that. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he had two books this week. It's um, so beautiful. It's great. Yeah, the coloring is pretty incredible. Um, the faces, the way everybody's faces are right. shaded is It's very fantastic. watercolor Yeah. I'll say. Yeah. Got a lot of it's curves great. and... Yeah, I love it. It's very, very good and very it's creepy. Very creepy. It's very scary. This is the kind of thing that you should honestly, you should read this with a flashlight in the dark in <laughs> uh, your bed. In Jared's face. And you will pull the covers up. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely will. So, yeah, that was because we're repeating this. Stuff that was now, Harrow, Harrow County, County number one. Number one. Um, and next up, we have Injection number one by Warren Ellis and Declan Shelby, who did Moon Knight together, right? Yep. So these guys did the first uh, storyline of Moon Knight team. So we were quite excited when, although sadly they moved on, they announced they're going do this project and this is uh, the full team so that includes Jordy Belair oh that's right on yeah, colors on Good colors which is honestly any any project that Jordy Belair is on is should be remarked should any, be remarked on are there any books that she doesn't color <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, like, well now there are there's like three or like four last year there definitely colors. weren't she definitely yeah she definitely was coloring like 90 percent of the books for yeah a while. there was there was a point where she like wasn't sleeping at all but <laughs> i think sure. that's that's not anymore all right so i would try to describe this but i believe that kelly did some internet research to find the most appropriate way to describe yeah this. we could what, not what was it we could not figure out a way to describe this to people it's one of those things where it's like it's good but how do you sell it and we ended up going to the image website and it it's like five crazy people poison the 21st century <laughs> and, that's and they have big. to fix it yeah that in retrospect that is what happens yeah. so sort of. <laughs> uh but yeah it's basically uh let me see if i can do this assembling a team like planetary of people who have special abilities <clears throat> to deal with crazy stuff uh, but they're all British. Yeah, but you uh, see, well, like it is a very. It British starts off book. with kind of a flashback of them when they're younger. Yep, and they're more kind of uh, happy-go-lucky a little bit, enthusiastic, enthusiastic about doing all this uh, stuff, and then 
cuts to them in different aspects or different time periods in their life. They're all in very different places. You've well, got somebody well, in it, a it mental actually, hospital. It actually got... starts with her in a mental hospital, uh, Professor Maria right. Kilbride, and then it flashes back to when, yeah. when they're young. So it, it well, that's, off, only, that's when you start meeting all the other people. Yeah, right, it starts right? off pretty dark. Um, but yeah, very, very Elsie. I say I think Planetary is actually a pretty, pretty good comparison, that there's uh, the normal world has all kinds of crazy stuff happening behind the scenes, uh, and a lot of these people have special abilities to either interact with or know how these things work, some of which are tied into the magical, mysterious things of the world around us. And that's about it. Uh, definitely setting up some weird phenomena to investigate. <laughs> yeah, uh, they all did something in the past yeah. involving some kind of injection. And uh, they've <clears throat> all been horribly damaged by things that have happened to them. Uh, so it's partly yeah. you know, flashbacks to the team doing stuff and partly trying to put the team back together. But I will say this I was, was really cool. It was really cool. I was like of, of all the weird stuff that was happening. I was the most interested and intrigued by the characters that they introduced. Yeah. 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 Ellis um, is always good at having that set of weird people who are interesting. Yeah. Um, it's not if you're expecting this book to look like Moon Knight did. It didn't. It's much more, I feel like, traditional right. comic booky yeah. style from Declan Shelby than Moon Knight was. Moon Knight was so so gesture and shadow and all right. of that. Yeah, and, the and this is much more And the coloring was very specific for yes. Moon Knight where like he was not colored. Yes. Yeah. And so he stood out very a lot stark. more. And this is more yeah. kind of grounded, I think. It's still very well, good, but it's it's, it's very grounded different. until the super weird stuff starts happening and then the colors and the art. Also I'll say it's very British. It's incredibly British. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, talk of England and the surrounding areas. If you follow and some Irish. if you follow <laughs> Warren Ellis on any social media, there are there are scenes in this that are like from where he lives that, oh, he, yeah? that he posts photos yeah, of. Yeah, it feels very true to uh the areas. Yeah, and I think that is incredibly deliberate because well he's he's British, Shelby is Irish and oh. Jordy lives in Ireland oh, as well. Yeah. But yeah, um I love this. I mean, this is classic Ellis. Um I don't know if you haven't read a lot of Ellis books, I think this would actually be a, not a bad place to start. Uh it is super weird though. But I really really liked it. Yeah. All right. So that was Injection Injection number number one. one. Next up, we have Mantle number one by Ed Brisson and Brian Lovell. (laughs) Uh, So Mantle is uh, hard to compare to anything. I would say maybe a little bit of Invincible because it's kind of a little bit of edgy edgy superhero stuff. Um, But the basic gist of it is also the art uh, reminds me a little bit of Invincible. Um, Not as clean, but uh, so... There is uh, this thing called the mantle that gets passed on uh, to a different person in every reality across the multiverse. Um, and there's these characters that are following this this power that that it's really hard to explain. Basically, this power it's simple. If someone gets a superpower and then if they die, it passes on to someone. Yeah, else. passes on to somebody else in a it's different like Green reality, Lantern. but it, in a different reality. Yeah, it's kind of as if like <coughs> Superman's. <coughs> powers were did not belong to clark kent yeah they like, were a separate yeah. entity yeah like right. if he died the power just went to somebody else in a different dimension and so there's these uh heroes that are jumping through the dimensions trying to find the new mantle is it different dimensions <coughs> yeah i totally missed that yeah i just thought it said it was like from generation to generation or whatever oh no it's different it's different dimensions oh um and then so uh there's also a a villain uh, who's I forget what his name is, but he's basically going 
around killing the mantle, and well, that's kind of his only purpose, right? We don't even really vendetta. know. There's a guy who shows up to kill the mantle whenever he can find it, but we don't know anything about him. Well, the, these he heroes are trying to find the mantle before he gets there and kills the mantle. We don't know they're heroes. There's people. Well, they're powered people, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, this uh, kind of losery guy. Um, he's was, literally <coughs> literally on shrooms when yes, he has chosen by shrooms, the mantle. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he starts getting powers. He starts getting really good at it. And, uh, I mean, it happens a, very quickly. A crazy twist at the end. Yep. Which is uh, kind of the reason that it pushed me a little over. Yeah. I, I don't know. I saw it coming and was oh, kind did? of, oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of did because I oh, was yeah. like, uh, I don't really like this guy at all. Yeah. He was a, and I was he's, like, he's something's going to happen. Well, the, yeah, the fact that, anyway, I, I don't want to say, but I will say I love that the, the group that has found him, that the like strong woman Hulk character <laughs> is also the brains of the group. Yeah. I like, yeah. I right, loved, yeah, I, like I loved that. her a lot. <laughs> yeah. She was cool. Yeah, she's like the Amazon, but she's the she's the brains. Yeah. I thought he's, the cool. the loser guy's girlfriend was actually a pretty good character too, because she's the outsider. Like, what is going on? But like in a sane way, where he's much like, oh, I could get superpowers. Yeah, he's like, like oh, cool, and she's yeah, like, we yeah. should get out of here. Yeah, she's <laughs> much more smart about a lot of this than he was. Yeah, I liked it. I'm interested to see where it's going. This is very much kind of. Yeah, um, it's it's like the twist is going to bring you in. Yeah, the twist so is kind of the, like the beginning to basically. see if you like it enough. Yeah. But yeah, it's not like mind blowing or great, but I liked it enough to kind of read a little more. Yeah. See where it goes. Um, so that was the that mantle, was the mantle number, number one. one. Next up, we have Mythic number one by Phil Hester and John McRae of Hitman fame. Uh, so Nick pointed out this is only $1.99. <coughs> uh, is this shorter with the stuff in it, or is this just a super no, it's cheap? Normal length. Okay. Well, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so it's this bargain. is much like uh, Rumble. Is that what yeah. I'm thinking of? Uh, where there's a normal dude who has an encounter with the supernatural and is brought onto the team. Man, I guess that's like the X Files. There's so many things like it's that. Like, where it's, yeah, it's kind of an it's kind of like or books of magic. It's trope. like how do you bring someone into the crazy world? They have one encounter and then they hook up or everywhere or something. But anyway, so this dude uh, meets a crazy uh, set of monsters that are disguised as a human who tries to eat him, and then he's recruited uh, by the team that kind of cleans up after supernatural craziness. Um, and so that jumps to when he's on the team and kind of making his way and they are out in the middle of the desert dealing with a new problem. Um, it's kind of like a messed up version of Men in Black. Yes. But that's, supernatural things. Yeah. Uh, so it's very much them as like, or like the BPRD, I think is another good example. A little example. bit, yeah. 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 Where it's a like, little more like douchey, I guess. Yeah. They're yeah. all kind of terrible people. They are, and... I feel like they're, the thing that I I really didn't like about this was how, I don't know, it seemed so determined to be this specific kind of edgy or silly. I was about silly. to say to be edgy. Yeah. And it, but it didn't feel natural. Like, it didn't feel fun. Like, you know, there are certainly silly books that I like a great deal. Um, and this, I just, I felt like, I don't know, it's like it was being forced on me and didn't feel as natural. Yeah. I thought there were parts of it. I, I thought the, the, the kind of mission they go on in the second bit was at least interesting. <laughs> yeah, the what they have to do is pretty pretty great. Yeah, pretty somebody ridiculous. has to seduce a mountain. Yep. Um, which is pretty insane. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel like it's there's a lot of world building going on here of kind of like that I mean it's kinda of like planetary too. It's like it's all the secrets <laughs> of, you know, the stuff behind what you think is normal it reality. It seems to end kinda of suddenly and I wasn't quite sure what was happening. That at the was end. a little strange. Yeah. Um but I'll definitely give a second issue a read and kind of see if I like it still. But yeah, um, so far I like pretty the art good, but it. not not mind blowingly great. This is definitely the best art John McRae's done in a while. Yeah, he's, he's he did the boys a while back, and that was pretty rough. Then. Yeah. So, but yeah. Uh, so that's mythic number one. That's mythic number one. Next up, we have 
Nimona by Noel Stevens. Yeah, so Nimona was um was a webcomic, a long-running webcomic from Noel. I think she started it when she was at MICA and uh it just kept going, got a it's like this book deal has been in the works for a long time. But yeah, so this is the full comic plus an epilogue. Um Nimona is about a a girl who signs up to be a basically um, sort of a sidekick to an evil scientist. Yeah, type she, she wants to be she, like the sidekick. <laughs> she, yeah, she very much wants to be the sidekick, but often she is the more evil of the two of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he's he's an approve of of murder, well, and he, she likes killing everybody. Yes. Well, he's it's interesting. I think the thing about it that works so well between the two of them is that he's kind of the classic Silver Age supervillain, where he's like. My giant robot will capture you and embarrass you. And she's right. like, why don't we just kill him? Yeah. Um, so I think that's why they play well, really well off of each other. So that's sort of where it starts. And then it goes very deeply into who it goes very deeply into his background and specifically his um, background with sort of his nemesis, um, whose name is Golden Loin. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely is. Um, <coughs> and then yeah, it goes, I thought it was Golden Lion for a minute. Nope. I was like, oh, no. Nope. nope. <laughs> o and I are switched. <laughs> Um, and it goes very deeply into her background and what and who she is. Um, you, she is a shapeshifter, and she has a lot of fun with that. But it turns, it sort of spirals out of control. And it's, I have to say, it's a really interesting world that Stevenson builds. That she really, like, sort of, it starts very small and expands in a very organic way and introduces more and more things um, yeah, without weird... ever really telling you more than you need to know. Right. Yeah, it's a weird combination of kind of fantasy and sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. very yeah. much. And I mean, and there are stuff like you've got, you know, you've got guys walking around in like medieval armor, but you also have what is basically a 24-hour news cycle yep. that is happening. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's those two things that are <coughs> coexisting with one another. It's really good. Um, when Nimona was finishing up earlier this year, I definitely was like, it was to the point where I was exchanging like daily messages with people about, you know, <laughs> yeah, what was happening was next. Happen. Yeah. yeah. Where it was going to go. And the epilogue is definitely worth picking up the book for, for sure. It, it ties up some things really nicely. Yeah. Nomona is really good. Yep. Very, very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really, really liked it. Um, oh, and this is definitely the person, <coughs> one of the, one of the co-writers on uh, Lumberjanes. Yes. So for sure. That You'll... was what she moved on to while working on Nomona. So if you, um, rem- if you, it is most distinctive. She did the covers for Lumberjanes for the first, right. however many eight issues, I guess, um, not the interior art, but the covers. So that and that and that is what her her art looks like. It's very elongated, um, sort of angular. It's it's a it's a it's a very distinctive style. I like it. Super awesome. But yep, definitely grab this book. Yeah, and it's all ages, I would say, right? Definitely, yeah. Mostly, yeah. I think it's all ages. It's got some heavy bits in it, but I think it's, it's all ages. I think cool it stuff. is marketed as young adult. Yeah, I think that's a better it's, description for it. This is not for younger readers, because there's some yeah. intense stuff going a little on. Bit. With some flashbacks. But yeah, super but, great. Uh, and that's Nimona. Uh, next up, we have Seconds Helping by Jason Fisher. Um, this is about uh, a guy who helped draw seconds. Well, you did a lot of the inking. Right? Yeah, um, I didn't realize. <coughs> I, it, I I think I did notice this. So seconds is by Brian Lee O'Malley. It was his follow, his book after he finished up Scott Pilgrim that right. we reviewed oof, last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I noticed it had like a lot of credits for extra assistances on it. Like there were two or three people who did some <laughs> right. extra inks. 
And then, of course, you have the colorist and all this other stuff, which I thought was pretty interesting, a switch for O'Malley to do. Uh, and this guy inked all of the backgrounds. Yeah. This is so intense. apparently, Brian, I mean, he did all the pencils, but he just inked the characters. In yeah. Every and scene. Then, yeah. He got this guy to help him because it's a lot of pages. It's a lot of pages. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and a lot of buildings and back, like, a, like, Seconds had a lot of, like, pretty detailed backgrounds, I'd say. And so it's pretty interesting. You get kind of a insight into Brian Lee O'Malley's kind of uh, world. Um, and also what the process of, of making a book on yeah. that scale is like. And how it's like, yeah. So basically they, they find out that they have like 200 pages left to do and they only have a few, you know, weeks. Five weeks to do 200 um, pages. Yeah. yeah. To ink 200 pages. and So he went and he lived in O'Malley's house <laughs> yeah, so he was to in do this. <laughs> With him and his two crazy dogs, Midge and Annie, who have uh, very different personalities. <laughs> um, one of the dogs eats his uh, stuffed animal as soon as it he shows up. There's and, definitely uh, some dog humping that happens. In, in <laughs> yeah, one of the dog is is dominant and shows that by humping the other <laughs> dog. Um, but yeah, it's it's cute and it's interesting and there's some funny little insights like about how uh, um, Bradley O'Malley has a lot of influence and he's super into Drake and Dragon <laughs> Ball and uh, Chrono Crisis and he gets somebody to make him a Drake Chrono Crisis uh, Crisis remix. He doesn't even get somebody to all he does <laughs> no, he is tweet asks, yeah. that he wouldn't it be cool if those things happen and like an hour right. later somebody had done it. Yeah, know? his influence is that that that's And wrong. Jason Fisher was like, "Yeah, okay. Wow." <laughs> but yeah, I thought I thought this was interesting because it is a behind the scenes kind of thing that you don't often see on the creative process and it is a personal look at Brian Lee O'Malley his process as well, which I, so Yeah. Uh, and kind of the exhaustion these guys all go through which is pretty amazing yeah they start going insane and it's very good i feel like it's a cool thing that people are talking that creators are talking more and more sort of frankly about the the process of of making books like i follow both um uh faith aaron hicks and lucy nicely on various social media platforms and they have they're really good about being like look this is like the scale of the pages that i'm doing this is you know this is what a daily thing is and that's i mean that's great it's good stuff to know. Have you seen Raina Telgemeier's thing she's doing about no. that? No. Because there's a big article by the writer of uh, Mad Men about how long it took him to get that project off the ground yeah. and how long he'd been working on it. And the whole <laughs> article is basically like, this kind of success doesn't happen overnight. This was like 10 years of me working on this script, pitching to people, honing my craft on other shows, blah, blah, blah. And I think a lot of these creators are kind of like, you need to show the process of getting to the point where you're successful. Right. Because too many people assume that either you can do it super fast or that you can learn to do it super fast. Yeah. And instead you should see like how you get better at it and what it takes. So. Right. Or the, the first or the first thing that you do is going to be like the great thing that you do. Right. And no, I mean, chances are you work up to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, yeah. uh, what's the, the saying? Like uh, you have to do a hundred crappy pages before you can do one good one. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, I think Dave Sam said you draw like a thousand crappy pages before you start drawing good pages or something, something ridiculous. I think it's a hundred. No, he said a lot. He says a thousand? Yeah. A thousand is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, um, that was Seconds Helping. Uh, next up and last, we have Secret Wars number two by Jonathan Hickman and Esad Rubik. All right, we did number one last week. Why are we coming back to number two, Nick? Uh, well, number two is feels more like a number one than number one did. Yeah, that's true. Um, it definitely sets up everything that's going yeah, to be happening. Yeah, and this is kind of the beginning of, of, of kind of the main thrust of the story. I wish it'd come out swinging with this one, but there was so much to tie up. Yeah, number one the... kind of had to be there because you kind of have yeah. to have... Number one's like before the credits of the movie. If no, well, yeah, but <laughs> it kind of gives you the kind of characters and right. Um, it, it 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 sets the stakes up 
And so you like, need to know you need to know before you you honestly do need to know before this issue who are the players because it everything is so jumbled you kind of right. have to have in your mind okay so here are the people who are somewhere yeah and you need to know that world. like yeah like the Marvel universe is like completely destroyed and you're like not sure who's alive anymore and this does a good job of kind of teasing a lot of that and um, setting up a lot of mysteries and just in one issue like a wrapping me into this world oh yeah um and i'm ready to read as many times as possible <laughs> yeah uh which last last week i was like i don't know if i want to read all these Sigur Wars right. books but now i'm like yes i need to know more about this world because it's fascinating it is um this well, issue is probably one of the best issues of an event comic i've read in who knows ever. how long it is yeah. incredibly dense like <laughs> if you yeah. thought number one was dense this took me maybe 40 <laughs> minutes to read and i am yeah. a very quick reader yeah this one's 40 something pages you don't want to um, skim it you want to read the right. words you want to make it all the way to the end and it's very it's it's enthralling i would say like uh so the the one of the brilliant things about this so uh so we get kind of get thrown into this world and uh dr doom is god Basically, and he he yeah, this, runs this entire issue is a world building. Yeah, for a world we've never seen before. He runs this entire world, and uh, his basically police force is uh, Thor's, and they're all Thor's. And this is uh, introduces a new young Thor who just becomes uh, a new Thor, and uh, you kind of see him being shown the ropes by an older Thor. I love the fake out in the beginning <clears> where you kind <throat> of think like, "Oh, this is Thor being worthy again." No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, they're worshiping Doctor Doom, and they are literally <laughs> worshiping a giant Doctor Doom mask. And uh, Doctor Strange, who is uh, like was, the sheriff of Nottingham, was with yes. Doctor Doom in the last issue at the end of the world. Um, so there's a little bit of mystery there, like what what happened there. Um, is kind of the second in command, and uh, there's all these different territories, and they're all run by different barons. And I thought that was pretty interesting, and it becomes much more of like a Game of Thrones type situation. Oh, yeah. Um, where all of these kingdoms are kind of vying for control and there's a lot of backstabbing going on. Um, Basically, you get to see almost all the major power players <laughs> of the Marvel Universe assigned their own areas of control in this feudal Game of Thrones environment yeah. under Doctor Doom. Doctor Doom's throne like is Igad- the head god of the system. Right? Yeah, the, but yep, you've, also got, you've also got... Um, Sue, who's basically Lady Macbeth, yeah, <laughs> in a really awesome way. Yeah, and then you have uh, even more Game of Thronesy. You have the uh, shield, which is basically like the wall in Game of Thrones. Yep, which protects them from all the bad things, which are like uh, the Marvel zombie hordes, the Annihilation hordes, and the Ultron. Ultrons. Uh, there's <clears throat> like so many awesome references to old. Marvel storylines. There's so many cool characters. If new versions of them, but it's also well, twist of them, so yeah. well built up, like slowly and carefully, and you get little hints at like maybe this world is not what it seems. Yeah. Everybody seems to think that this world has been out around for a long time, but then people start start finding evidence that maybe it hasn't been around that long. Do they think that it's as old as Doom is? Yeah, yep. yeah, because they think he is the god. Yeah, and they start finding out that maybe it's not true, and they start finding out some of the life rafts from the first issue. Yeah, they're very they're very canny about how how much anybody knows. Yeah. Like you're not real sure <laughs> who, there, there's a who lot of knows, secrets. Who remembers seems, what yeah. from before? Right. And who's still around. It seems like Doctor Doom is kind of created this world and he knows a lot about it, but nobody else does until you start getting these life rafts start showing up. Um and those people clearly know that they're 
you know, something's gone wrong. Right. But then you've also got like Valeria says some things yeah, like maybe she knows more. And right. it's, Dr. It's Strange not really is kind of cleaning well, stuff up. Yeah. And... yeah. A lot of people are starting to question. No, no. But there's people like them who do know something and they're not saying right. something or they don't know everything. But then there's a, a great twist at the end. Yes. Um, they open up one of the life rafts and I did not expect to be the people that were in it to be in it. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought it would be somebody else, but yeah, um, There's that's a great twist. More, <laughs> um, and so brutal and just so awesome. Uh, there's so many <laughs> awesome things in this. Um, there's, uh, just, just leave it at that. There's just one of the bri- just, just leave it, man. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is awesome. You need to read this. <clears throat> you want to? You definitely want to get to the last page, not knowing what's on the last yeah. page. There's yeah, a because... brawl between um, Mr. Sinister and Jamie Braddock. That's yeah, that's pretty, pretty great. incredible. Yeah, there's a light sword. It's I will awesome. say that, I mean, it's it's hard to avoid comparisons <laughs> to the Convergence stuff just because it's happening right here, right now, and it's right. doing some of the same stuff. Um, it's not, this doesn't suffer from as much of the, like, you need to re- know intricately, you know, all of these different past yeah. storylines. The way DC is relying on you to know these very specific things. This isn't really happening. This in is that. just Game of Thrones with Marvel characters. It kind of is, and, and honestly, <laughs> yeah. like if you if you hear like I'm, I'm not I'm less familiar with a lot of this history, and I was reading that and I was like, okay, so James Braddock, that's a name I should know, right? right. Yes, okay, I I know who that is, okay. you know. But that was really like pretty much. It. Yeah, you don't really have to. You don't really don't know have it to. Is, though. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It. Uh, John Hickman does such like a good job of setting up this continuity and this world. Yes, with lots of questions that you like. That you even old readers won't know what's going on, so. and that that's what makes the uh, kind of tie-ins coming out interesting. I, I'm I'm excited about the Thor's series because it's these they seem to be kind of the oh, yeah. the cops now of the what whole the Thor's thing. are going to be. Yeah, and we know like um, how these different territories work. Yeah, and I don't know. It'll be I'm pretty excited. Yeah, <laughs> you should definitely read this um, if you've been sort of avoiding Marvel events. This may be the one that you want to yeah. clue back yeah. You want to read this, and I think I feel like you kind of have to read this because this is so all there is, is I, in happen. a few weeks. Yeah. This will be all there is, and it's also just it's just good comics. Yeah, and it's very good, and um, even the tie-ins, you know, they're usually just kind of a cash in, but the, all the tie-ins are all by the regular creative teams of the. Kind of related characters like right. Kelly Sue DeConnick is doing a Captain Marvel, and you know Eric Jason Aaron is doing Thor's. So it's all kind of the the same stuff continuing, and it's interesting. And yeah, it's, we'll we'll read a lot of those next week, so we'll so, let yeah. you know. But oh yeah, very next promising. week will be a lot of very uh, Secret Wars times. All right, and that is uh, that's it for now. Cool. Uh, until next week, uh, this is the Big Planet Comics podcast. Episode one thirty nine is over. We'll be back for one forty next week. All right. See you soon. Goodbye. Goodbye.